Last time on Cursebreaker. Deep beneath the Hedge Mountain, we met a skeleton king named Mumble Dundas who needed our help. His people are long dead, but a curse forces them to live eternally as bones. Mumble explained his plight over dinner, and the heroes decided to help. They made a perilous climb across an underground canyon to begin their journey, and now find themselves face to face with a hellish spider creature demanding juicy gossip. I hope somebody's been taking notes. entered into this chamber that is covered with these purpley silver webs everywhere. Uh, it's got these giant Ew. stalactites reaching down from the ceiling and there's these big stone columns Gross. where something has built this webbing that runs between all the stone columns. Um, descending from there uh, was a uh, drider, which is a drow uh, that has been converted into a half spider from a the waist drider? down. Did a you drider? Just, did you just make that up or is that a real thing? No, it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been impressed. <clears throat> the doctor puss is coming back. For some drider. reason, it's like way worse that it's a person on the top because that means that the webbing was a choice. Yeah, right. And they have to like acknowledge their <laughs> They're like, webbing. I'm making this with my butt. Yep. The spiders make that choice too every day. <laughs> but they're not the really spiders are like, Yeah, spiders are like, I have to make this. This is the thing that I do. How do you know his butt didn't have to make that? You don't know. So Lysander is My butt a... has to make things too. <laughs> uh, he's got... Uh, don't cut any of this. <laughs> Lysander's got what you would call washboard abs and uh, long white hair. Um, he's been crawling around his webs and kind of whispering at you guys um, <laughs> until he realized that Snack was there. And uh, Snack, if you recall in the last session, you guys rehashed your past a little bit. Um, Snack and his friends had sort of bullied Lysander uh, as best they could um, for uh, being kind of obsessed with his own music and his own band. You see, Lysander was a bit of a rocker. Um, and now, uh, Snack, he is kind of bearing down on you. Um, he's he's uh, hovering directly above you uh, among his uh, frail webs. Um, and... Uh, He's leaning in close, and he says, uh, How have the years treated you, Snack? Quite well, uh, better for me than it has for you, it seems. I still have as many legs as I could use and want. Whereas you, it <laughs> seems. <laughs> yes, I've just, I've, I've gained a bunch of legs, so that's, that's even better, right? Ulia, how many legs would you want, ideally, if you were to choose? Zero. Oh, <laughs> uh, Snack, make a perception check. Uh, 17. All right. I see that the dice is 16, so you're lying to me. No way. But... <laughs> Snack is wise. Um, Get out. So you, you notice, Snack, that uh, Lysander actually has, uh, he's down a leg. Um, hit one of his back legs has been chopped off kind of uh, at the halfway point. Um, and he, he kind of like uh, curls it in instinctively when you look over at it as if he's ashamed. I notice this, and then I get a wide grin. And it seems uh, you don't even quite cut it as a Spider-Man, do you? He says, uh... uh <laughs> can we say Spider-Man? There's a space in <laughs> there. As long as yeah. it's not hyphenated, yeah. we're good. Okay. That's a, uh, a recent development. Um, it's, uh, I, I think it'll grow back, maybe. I imagine you still suck at guitar, though. 
<laughs> Lof uh, seems to think so. You see, I, uh, I wrote her a ballad as a drow, and, and she didn't like it very much, and, well, here I am. She turned me into a if It's only... Writer. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if only, like, at some point in your life you got some feedback from other people or kobolds and realized, you know, internalized the fact that uh, you, you don't have that skill set, um, Lysander. Uh, Did you come here... Came here just to insult you, to actually. This was ruin years, my dreams. <laughs> years in the making, it seems. He's uh, crawling a little bit like up his webs, and he says, You still owe me a story, all of you. I can help with that, if you don't mind, Mr. Snack. Uh, Lysander uh, gets closer to the ground than he's been before, and he curls two of his spider legs uh, under his chin and does like a story time kind of seat. And he says, Regale me. I've got a story that's been on my mind lately, and I think it'll knock your spider socks off. <clears throat> the story's about a man who bit off more than he could chew. The man was Franklin Fizzle. Frankie, his friends called him. He was the owner of Fizzle Potions in Tildry. Mm-hmm. Fizzle Potions had been in his uh, family for generations, passed down from person to person, and... Uh, Fizzle used to be a well-known name in Tildry. The best potion shop you could ask for. It's true. Yeah, I think I've had a fizzle. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's had a fizzle now and then. Well, it wasn't always the uh, well-known name you've come to trust. In fact, uh, when Frankie took it over, things were looking pretty grim. Other potion shops had taken over, and... uh, the numbers were not looking good for old Frankie. That's business. And he, uh, he nudges Uli with a spider leg. Uh. One day he got a mysterious visitor, someone who said who wanted to work for him, which was weird because he didn't have money to pay anybody. He called himself Mr. Kuma. He came with a business proposition. He said he could bring fizzle potions all the way back to the top. All he had to do was let him make some small changes to operations. Things like, you know, watering down potions, changing the margins. No. Now it started small. Frankie wasn't so sure about it at first. Started small with the, the fun potions and the morning wake-up juice, you know. And things started turning around. They started pulling more of a profit, getting more customers. But it certainly wasn't all the way at the top like Mr. Kuma promised. Then one day... He got a visit from another mysterious man. This guy was a judge on the second court of Tildry. The judge and Mr. Kuma were working together. And the judge promised even greater than what Kuma had said. What did he do? They took it even further. They started watering down everything. The health potions, the superior health potions, the major health potions. You name it. Uh-oh. The second court uh, kind of ran protection for him. Siphoned some of the money. And before you knew it, Fizzle Potions was way back at the top, baby. Things were going pretty good for Frankie. Until one day, the city guard stopped by the shop. They said they got a tip. That they were watering down potions and they were here to take them in. Mr. Kuma didn't like this. He told them all to leave. But they wouldn't. They drew their bows and told them to come with them. Mm -hmm. Mr. Kuma freaked out. Launched a fireball right at him, right in the store. <laughs> oh, no. Engulfed the shop in flames. Everything was 
coming down around Frankie. So all he knew what to do was grab as much inventory he could into a box, and he ran out the back door. But before he could make it, one of the city guards shot him with an arrow. That's what happens. As he stumbled down the alleyway, bleeding out, he knew he didn't have long to last. And he fell down, took one look at the box he was carrying, and he knew he only had time to take one potion. But which one was a good potion? So he had one go at it, and well... Well? What do you think happened? He guessed wrong. It was watered down. You'd be right. (gasps) (sighs) Well, serves him right, I guess. That's so tragic. Wow. And, uh, hold on, Mr. Talltail. Is any part of this true? Oh, it's all true. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, any of you could verify this, that this is real news from the surface? I, I remember hearing about a shop burning down, um, and Mr. Fizzle's passing. I, I didn't realize all the potions were getting watered down. Oh, wow. So this is the inside scoop. It's all real. Uh-huh. And it's all written down. Very good. I might be able to use some of this. Hmm. I approve. You may pass. <laughs> As for the rest of you, what stories do you have for me? Oh, I thought that was kind of a group At story deal. We would all I helped pass. with that story. Um, it was a good one. I'll give you that. So, um, I don't know. Who else do you want to live? You get one more. One choice. Do, can, we, uh, can we tell more stories to live? Of course, you all get a chance. I'm just saying, um, our friend Mr. Gnome here gets to choose who lives. Hey, that wasn't the deal. Well, you all have to tell a story to get past here. That's <laughs> how it works. I have a story. Let's hear it. Once upon a time, there was a nasty little Spider-Man. And a uh-huh, big, uh-huh. strong half-orc who tore off all his legs because he wouldn't let them go. I like this story. It's good. Okay, I mean, there's no call for violence, really. Oh, no, no, there's no call for violence if you let us go. Really, is this a true story, this one that you just told? It will be very true. Interesting. So, I, yeah, you, you can pass, because I don't, I don't like half-orc blood anyway, so you can pass. I could tell a story. I, I once was in the forest, and I saw a squirrel, and I followed it to its nest. And there were baby squirrels in the nest. And so I built them a shelter out of bones. And it was their house. And the leaves were folded into the bones. And they had a little squirrel house. And I I saw next season the squirrels were adults. And they ran through the forest and all of them were very happy. (laughs) I take it back. You don't get to go free. (laughs) (laughs) Snack, I'd love to hear another story about you and this spider gentleman. Oh, interesting, yes. Um, how do you feel about that, Lysander? So many stories, so many things to recount of. Thin ground, Snack. We're all ears. I can even write it down so that other people can hear the story later. Interesting, that's right. Uh, Bert, what is your profession again? Oh, well, I'm a writer for the librarian. People far and wide read my stories. Stories, stories, interesting. Hmm, where to start? 
Lysander, uh, that's not a typical drow name, is it? No. Interesting. Uh, where was it that you were born again, Lysander? Was it, was it in the Underdark? Oh, that's right. No, no, uh, I think I'm no. Uh, oh, okay. Was Snack, a you can pass. Thing. You can pass. You can pass. <laughs> You're welcome to pass. Okay, okay, okay. Um, if you, I was just in the middle of my story. Do you mind, Lysander? If Bert, you, are you getting this if down? If you promise, if you promise to never tell anyone else that story, Bert and Snack, my pen is lifted. Yes. You may go, and I will never bother you again. And if you're uh, coming to save your um, blonde friend, he went down tunnel number two. <laughs> friend? <laughs> no, no. Does that uh, mean Emery got best? Emery? And you hear like a... <laughs> as he like skitters like up one of the columns. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's go. Tunnel number two. Sound okay? Yep. Let's do it. Um, so as you guys start down tunnel number two, you see um, all of these... Uh, cut webs where uh, Emery seems to have been slicing his way through the tunnel. Um, uh, the farther in you get, you see a lot less webs. In fact, it clears out entirely uh, after just uh, 20 or 30 feet or so. What you do start to see is a lot of bone fragments, like a lot of bone fragments. At, at first you think they're just rocks, but when you kick them, they seem a little lighter and they kind of fly a little farther than you'd expect. Um, a lot of these are like finger bone sized or smaller. Occasionally you'll see like an arm bone or a femur, um, but mostly this entire tunnel and conceivably the rest of them are filled with the crushed remains of the uh, skeletal miners. I would like to message separately to everyone that we should be whispering. <laughs> Uli. Uh, yeah. As you're uh, walking through these uh, bone fragments, Every now and then, uh, a few of them will reach up and just grab your ankle and cause you to, like, stumble and trip a little bit. Mm. But it happens, like, three times in a row. And you think you can watch out for it, but you just can't. The rest of you, at the same time, every now and then, a, a skeletal hand will sort of, like, reach out from the wall and uh, just grab your shirt for a second and yank you back uh, just a couple feet away from the, the path that you're trying to go towards. Tibio, can you do something about this? I don't know. It doesn't seem to be my kind of magic. It's something else. I think it's from the crystal. I thought all bone magic was bone magic. It is not all the same. Let's have uh, Uli and uh, Tibio make a uh, dexterity save. Fun story. I never grabbed my dice. Um. <laughs> a what save? Uh, dexterity. <laughs> As these things are reaching out to grab you. Cool. I'm going cool, to guess cool, dex cool. is not this group's kind of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. forte. 16. Oh, okay. 19. All right. Um, so, yeah, these do the uh, the kind of Scooby-Doo thing where they reach out to, like, grab you and you just uh, obliviously walk past them. <laughs> um, and you guys are fine. Um, however, Uli, these things seem intent on antagonizing you. And so as you continue down this tunnel, you start to see underneath the bone fragments now there's actually uh, minecart tracks that are revealed every now and then. Um, so this was like an actual mining tunnel. Mm. Um, but with that comes a lot more intact fragments. And so, Uli, every now and then, something will just like reach up and grab at your clothes and yank you down towards the ground or kind of, um, you know, grab your ankles again and trip you. And uh, before long, it becomes a little too much and you have a little spillover. Do I surge? Yes, you okay. surge. Um, D100. 
44. Okay, well, <clears throat> for the next minute, I can teleport <laughs> up to 20 feet as a bonus action on each of my turns. Okay. That's neat. Sure. So I'm probably going to just zip out of the bones, I guess. Yeah, okay. Use it to my advantage because yeah. it annoyed me to the point of exploding a little bit. So, yeah, Uli's kind of like blinking around this tunnel, uh, just going farther and closer to the group, almost like you're trying to dodge a cloud of mosquitoes just to stay out of these bones. Um, the bones, for whatever reason, seem to be mostly ignoring the rest of the party. Um, you've gotten to this point now where the tunnel chokes down a little bit, and there are some minecarts here uh, that are sort of like toppled over each other and sort of blocking your path. Uh, they're a little hard to traverse over. There's like 12 of them that are just tipped over each other that sort of block the tunnel. Are there any that look like they could be working? Um, yeah, they could be serviceable if you put them on the tracks, but the tracks are so covered with bone fragments that there's not enough for it to really ride on. Uh, you can see one little um, corner of this big mess where it seems Emery has kind of plowed his way through <laughs> and made a, a, a hole um, large enough in the debris for him to get through. Never thought I'd say this, but thanks, Emery. Can we just go through the thing that Emery already has made? The hole? Yeah, the debris hole. Yeah. yeah. I'll, just, I'll just do that. <laughs> sure. Let's just keep going. I would like to blink ahead and scout out. Um, yeah, so you um, kind of uh, stutter step, uh, rapidly teleporting uh, one after another, mm -hmm. um, and get uh, a few hundred feet ahead of everybody else, and you can look back and see that big pile of minecarts. Um, and you see, uh, that the, the tunnel kind of turns a little bit, um, so that your, your vision does cut off at a certain point, but you can see a white light coming from not too far, uh, beyond where you are. Okay. Don't so go we're... to the light. <laughs> we're pretty close to where... Yeah, you'd assume that that yeah. very well could be the crystal at the end there. Okay. Does anyone have any stealth stuff, like Pass Without Trace? No. We have so many spells. I have Misty Step. Um, I'll blink back and report to the group. Okay. Do it. I blink back and I report to the group. Yeah. They're, uh, uh like 100 feet or so beyond all this. There's a bend and a light and I don't really want to investigate by myself. Do you think it's the crystal? Uh, pretty sure. Let's go. Oh. So we Glad should be we quiet from here on out. Okay. Yes. Molly tiptoes and... Her boots, can she be extra tiptoey with her boots? There's not, there's, you can pretty much only crunch while you're down here because of all the bones, <laughs> bones on the ground. Holly's going to try to, um, she's going to try to just stand on her tiptoes almost like a ballerina and try to dance around the bones as she's walking okay. in the dark. Okay. <laughs> uh, who is the last person to come out from the minecart debris? We'll say it's Tibio. Okay. Uh, so it's Tibio. probably one of the short people. Uh, Tibio is still crawling, uh, hands and knees, uh, to get through the debris, um, when you all hear a loud, echoing voice coming from behind you. Um, it seems it's been uh, magically amplified, and you can all hear, Mumbo's my name, and I'm king of the mountain. Bones be bedeviled, and time we are counting. Besieged by a dragon with terrible breath. Now come get your fight, cause we've still got some left. Yes. And uh, it kind of like nice. echoes down the chamber, um, which okay. uh, it's uh, pretty cool to hear that uh, Mumble is ready to take his last stand here. And uh, it fills you with uh, invigoration right before it fills you with terror. Um, 
you hear a shriek from the other end of the tunnel uh, where Uli had seen the white light. And Uli, while you're facing the party, the rest of the party can see behind you a bone dragon slamming up against the wall as it jettisons towards your party trying to get down the tunnel. Hold up. I thought we had established that it had another way to get to Mumble. It did. But it's coming through the... <laughs> Direct route. Dragon ain't smart. Shit. I would like to dive into the minecart. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to blink the fuck away. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> so am I still in the... Yeah, you're, you're kind still of... still crawling? Yeah. I flatten. Okay. <laughs> Just go prone. Um, as you guys uh, see this thing, it's kind of like run flying where it uh, does a couple like yeah. leaps. Um, but you see it's building up this, this smoldering ash in its mouth and it's getting ready to huff and puff when it gets closer to that pile of debris. It's like a chicken trying to run and fly where <laughs> yeah. they do the like, <laughs> well, other people fit in this minecart. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of minecarts there. Oh yeah. I'll dive in a minecart. Sure. Okay. Snack is already pretty close to the ground. I just shrink down a little bit further. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to fit in a minecart. You'd fit in a minecart. With everyone else? They're not there's all like, the same There's like minecarts. Oh, okay. Then I guess I'll blink into a minecart. <laughs> <laughs> um, blink into the wall. We're all That's Indiana the... Jones in the refrigerator Yeah, right now. so this kind of thing comes uh, shrieking through, and it doesn't necessarily attack you, but it does um, kind of douse you with this smoldering ash. Um, I need everyone to make a dexterity check, I suppose. It's a hot <laughs> check. Yeah, it's a hot check. Can I make an argument for Khan? I'm not dodging. I'm just trying to hold out on the heat. You already kind of, yeah. So I guess the only people I'm concerned about then at this point is Snack and Tibio, because you're not in a minecart, are you? You're just low? I was crawling through whatever hole was covered by the minecart and debris. Okay. It's hot, but you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I rolled so good. What'd you get? Oh, I rolled an 18. Uh, You find a gold piece in your (laughs) minecart. It's a nugget. Um, I like hold it up in, uh, and then it melts in my hand. (laughs) That'd be pretty fucking hot. Yeah. Oh. Um, But as it uh, passes by all of you, you kind of like pop back up to see that this entire tunnel is now coated in this black ash, and it's just hot as hell in here. Uh, But it's also clear because it's on the other side of you, and now you're free to move forward. Let's go for mumble. Yes, for Mumble. Yeah, you don't hear the singing anymore. For Monsieur Dundas. <laughs> As you all come up on this uh, bend in the tunnel that Hall, that uh, Uli was talking about, um, you notice just a few pockets of that, that moss here um, that are kind of like low and like set into these uh, almost, um, they look like rain holes. There's like, these recesses in the stone uh, where this moss is kind of set really far in, but it's giving off this nice blue glow from inside. Um and then you round the bend, and the atmosphere shifts immediately. Uh, this massive domed chamber is lit by an intense light from high on a stone pillar at its center. Uh, what sounded before like the sound of rushing water, you come to understand, is actually an ocean of bone fragments that is clamoring over itself at all times, trying to climb up the pillar. Um, these skeletal fragments are, are gathered in the center of this room, and you see um, there's like hands and feet that are literally like tearing each other down so that nobody can get up. 
at the middle of it, up against the pillar, reaching for the crystal is Emery, uh, sword in hand, uh, still trying to prevail over these bones. I would like to try to blink. Okay. To grab it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you just kind of like teleport, 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 and you're up to the crystal up there. Yoink. Uh, it is it fixed. It lives Yoink. there. yeah so you can hug it but you can't rip it out of the ground uh well help holly is gonna um step away from her friends um by 10 feet Mm -hmm. and then she's gonna cast thunder step Mm. Ooh. um she's gonna run towards the i think she just moved towards like run out in front of everybody and she's gonna be so did Uli hop on the pillar mm-hmm. on Emery? Okay. She's going to be like, Uli, I'll help you. And she's going to be like, um, she's going to take, she's going to have a crystal in each hand, mm-hmm. um, pull out of her pockets, and she's going to slam them down by her sides, like, just like whoosh. And then Thunder is going to come out of both crystals and shoot her up into the air. Oh. Um, and she's going <laughs> to, uh, she can, t- uh, hold on. The range is 90 feet. Okay. That checks out. Um, and then... I just appear into an unoccupied space I can see within range. Um, immediately after I disappear, a thunderous boom sounds, and each creature within 10 feet of the space I left has to make a con save mm-hmm. um, or take 3d10 thunder okay. damage yeah. on a failed save. So I don't know if that would just shatter all the bones around it, Yeah, spot, I mean, it basically. makes like a, a giant <laughs> splash, and it just kind of sends fragments flying in every direction. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, one bad thing about this spell is that the thunder can be heard from 300 feet away. So I don't know if that accidentally attracted the dragon. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think about that till just now. Um, yeah, and then I just hop on top of the freaking pillar. Okay, so yeah, two of you are up there. If I have the spell Shatter, mm-hmm. and creatures made of inorganic materials, such as stone, crystal, or metal, have disadvantage on it, mm-hmm. would a an anim- inanimate object also... Yeah. Okay, cool. I think if I scream really loud, I might be able to break this. You will get hurt also. Don't worry about me. Um, I'm going to try to grab Emery, and I'm going to be like, hey, old friend. I'll cast Ray of Sickness on him. On Emery? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what does that do? On a hit, the target takes 2d8 poison damage and must make a con save. Okay. 14? 14 does not hit Emery. Dang. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it actually just kind of uh, hits his armor, and uh, you see the ray of sickness just get uh, deflected onto the ground, um, and it uh, harmlessly piles into a bunch of bones. Um, Dang. Snack uh, <laughs> reaches into um, his cloak and pulls out the lamp mm. and whispers, Genie. Yeah, yeah, the dragon is gone. Mm, oh, yes, delicious. Uh, this is the magic you were going to feed me. Yes, uh, take a look, and I point. Oh, uh, snack, I, I can't eat it like that. What? Uh, well, I, the only reason I could eat the, the octopus is because it was nearly dead. Oh. You had weakened it so much it was easy prey. How do me and my allies weaken it? It seems to be stuck. Well, have you tried hurting it? No, we have not. Genie, this is why we need you in the party at all times. <laughs> all right, we, we need to do this quickly, so I put the lamp away. Okay. <laughs> Snack, let's do this. Yes, let's. I'm going to cast a guiding bolt at the gym. Okay. 20-ish. 
Uh, yeah, that hits. Okay. <laughs> An inanimate object. So, uh, 4d6 radiant, and then the next attack against it has advantage. 17. Okay. This guiding bolt... Uh, 17,000 damage. Yeah, 17 <laughs> million. Slams into the crystal, and uh, you see it... Uh, there are some, like, surface fractures on it now. Um, however, it also violently pulses and shakes... And uh, I need uh, Holly and Oops. Uli to uh, make a, a strength save. 20. Damn. I'm going to assume I don't have blink anymore. No, yeah. Okay. Jesus. Okay. Uh, so uh, Holly manages to keep her footing. Uh, Uli does not. Um, Uli, you fall back into the bone ocean. Sorry, Uli. I just and stick my thumb up out Uli, of the bones. not far from where you fall... Uh, you see a hand kind of burst from the ground, but it's not something that's actually coming out of the ground. It's a hand that's being formed as it reaches up. And then you see another hand reach up, and then both of those hands put their palms against the ground, and they kind of uh, pull this torso out of the ground. And so all of these bones are assembling into a creature for a common purpose, and that purpose is to keep you away from this crystal. That'll, that'll be uh, initiative at that point. Okay. All of us? Yep. <laughs> what did you roll? I roll for TBO. TBO rolls A1. Oh, no. Oh, boy. For oh, initiative? No. Oh, no. He's shocked by the sight of the bones. someone using bones. Bones for bad. Yeah. Oh, evil. Bad bones. It's actually a two, just in case that comes up. Snack has a 21. A good middling 10 for me. I got a seven. I also got a seven. Okay, I got everybody. The spread is crazy. It's one seven seven nine nine ten twenty one. <laughs> Before uh, anybody has a chance to go, we have again what are called layer actions. Um, I love these. Yeah, which is the whole world acting against you. Um, at the beginning of this round, uh, you all see the floor kind of vibrate, and then you see these uh, all the bone fragments start to hop in sort of concentric circles. And so when you look at the pillar, you just see these literal ripples uh, going through the entire chamber on the floor, and the ripples get larger and larger until they suddenly form this five-foot-tall wave of bones that just rips outward from the center of the room. Uh, everybody needs a DC 14 dex unless you can get off the ground. Am I still everybody needs. Sorry, everybody yeah, you're needs. You're good, I think. Everybody needs to make a deck save unless they're not on the ground. Mm. Sorry, can you explain the height and of this room? And also, am I still on the pillar? Is the pillar directly in the center? Are there any other doorways or things in the ca cavern? Uh, there's only one entrance. You are still on the pillar. Um, you're on top of the pillar. Everybody else is. Emery and Uli are at the base of it. Uh, the ceiling here is like 30 feet high. At okay. most, yeah. Okay. Have I mentioned how Bert can fly all the time? Uh -huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I forget to mention that. Thirty feet high, and then are there stalagmites on the ceiling coming down? A few, down? yeah, yeah. Okay, and then um, are there any bats or like creatures, or is it just no, void of light? There's nothing okay, looking just here. The bones. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the light is coming from the moss, just kind of still in the. Side. The light is coming from the crystal, so that's kind of the main source of light in here. Is the crystal taking up the whole entire top of this pillar, or no, is there like a little bit of? Some... It's like six. Or six feet around, yeah, yeah. kind of circular. Yep. I got a four. 16. 10 for snack, nine for tibio. 16 is fine, everyone else is not. And I'm in the ocean right now. <laughs> yes. It's just four damage, uh, but you're also pushed uh, away from the pillar by about 10 feet and knocked prone. 
the other thing that happens at the beginning of this round is you all see a uh, an area of bones about five feet in in diameter kind of shaking and and vibrating and then it suddenly bursts up out of the ground in a giant column and it almost hits the ceiling and then it just crashes towards you in one direction uh this one doesn't come close to hitting anybody but uh yeah this this giant column formed out of nowhere and just slammed down across the ground uh kind of re-scattering a bunch of the bones is it like a wave no, this is just literally like a circular column okay. that just rises straight out of the ground. Um, so first up, actually, is Snack. Snack will uh, get up off the ground and um, use the rest of his movement to approach the crystal. Uh, he received directions from Genie to destroy the crystal and disregards everything else that is relevant in this situation. <laughs> and um, just uh, points his hand, his claws out and just shoots a... Zappy blast, Eldritch blast at the crystal. Okay. You have advantage. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah, from the guiding bolt. 22. That definitely hits. So damage types, if they're relevant, 9 force damage plus 2 thunder damage, so 11 total. Okay. Uh, yeah, you see uh, another few uh, pieces of this crystal um, kind of like flake off and fall towards the bottom, and a bunch of like eager skeleton hands like reach up to grab at the pieces and then discard them when they realize that there's no power there. Um, uh, is that it, Snack? Yep. Okay, next up is Uli, and then we've got uh, some bad guys. I'm getting really annoyed at these bones, mm-hmm. and it is driving me to use a more angry type of magic, mm-hmm. uh, and I scream. I just, like, roar mm-hmm. right at the crystal, and I cast Shatter at a third level. Okay. So it would be 4d8 thunder damage on a failed nice. save yeah can it take can it make a save <laughs> i don't think so it's okay. inanimate yeah 15 thunder damage okay yeah you can see that that's got a uh, a pretty significant effect on this crystal as those vibrations cause it to fracture much deeper than the surface attacks so you kind of hit it at its core yeah. and now you can see this line sort of split right down the middle of it and you can see that it's becoming a little bit unstable um it is now emery's turn emery is going to turn to um, Uli, who's on the ground right next to him. Mm. Um, really, dude? Emery is not all there at the moment. He seems a little determined. Uh, you can see this kind of yellow glow in his eyes that you've seen a couple different times. But when he has this glow, he's n- not really even focused on being rude to you so much as he is focused on whatever wants things that lives behind his eyes. Um, And because you're standing in the way of him getting to this crystal, he doesn't want it destroyed. Mm -hmm. He's going after you. Um, Yeah, he is going to uh, take his greatsword, which is now glowing uh, like hot steel, and he's going to actually uh, thrust it towards you as best he can. Uh, (laughs) How about that eight? Nope. Okay. Uh, So... Emery charges up this big old attack, and he just goes, and he goes right past you and runs like five or six feet past you. And uh, he goes past me. Yeah, he he runs past you. Does that trigger an opportunity attack? Yeah. Okay, I want to like just bonk him. Bonk him on the back of okay. the head. Yeah, you can make an unarmed attack. Eighteen. Oh yeah, that hits him. Okay. Um, six damage. Okay. Six bomb nice. damage. Wow, damn. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Emery is slightly concussed. <laughs> um, 
Good work, Gooey. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck <And> that guy. <laughs> so it is the uh, amalgam's turn, and it uh, looks towards Tibio, who I don't think has yet uh, had the chance to act. And uh, Tibio, it takes a couple stomps towards you and reaches out with a giant hand that is constantly kind of like shifting in on itself um, as this bone amalgam is sort of keeping itself animated. Um, But it is going to try to grapple you. Five. Okay. Uh, The bone golem got a natural one. (gasps) Oh, shit. (laughs) Bone golem, too bony against bones. Um, (laughs) Bone free bone. So, yeah, Tibia, what happens when this thing utterly fails? It, uh, it reaches out at you with one hand, and it's looking to um, sort of take you captive, it looks like. It's trying to restrain you as best it can. But you totally see it coming. I drop into my bones. Like you just let your skeleton collapse? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it suddenly doesn't oh. see a figure. It sees yeah. a pile of bones, and it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, so you just kind of drop to the ground, and then all of a sudden it just stops in its place, and then uh, it actually kind of starts brushing some of the bones around and uh, like on the floor, and it can't seem to find you, and then it just takes a big hulking stomp away from you. It just can't find you. <laughs> Do I get attack of opportunity? I think if you're laying down, I think you don't have that ability. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bert, it is your turn. Mm, I'm going to cast Bless on some friends of mine. Uh, it'll be a lady's choice. What does that mean? It, ho- Holly and Tibio and and uh, Uli. Tibio's a boy. But they're boy, boy. You have to <laughs> do a stage whisper. <laughs> <laughs> and what is bless again? Um, <clears throat> anytime these people do a attack or saving throw, you can add a d4 to it. Nice. Okay. So do you get to roll that extra? No, you, you roll it. Okay. Bless us, Thomas, for we have sinned. Bless us, Father <laughs> Thomas. Go get him, guys. You had a mm. D four. Yep. Yep. Attack or saving throw. And uh, where exactly are you in the room, Bert? And how are you reacting to everything that's going on? Uh, Bert's not loving it. He's, I mean, down at the bottom and kind of frantically moving back and forth. Because he doesn't know what to do. Are you kind of near the entrance or no? Yeah, probably didn't move too much since coming in here. Uh, give me a perception check. Great. Uh-oh. <laughs> Six. Okay. Uh, Holly. Everything's great. Your turn. <laughs> oh, back to Holly already. <laughs> okay. Well, Holly doesn't have a lot of great spell slots left. So I am going to... I'm going to cast Armor of Agathes. Yeah. Um, So I just cast on myself at last one hour, and a protective magical force surrounds you, manifesting as a special spectral frost that covers you and your gear. I gain five five temporary hit points for the duration. Um, If a creature hits me, then the the creature takes five cold damage if it's melee. Okay. It would be bone chilling. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Also, Tara is... Uh, prone bones right now. Damn. <laughs> Twofer. Okay. Um, so yeah, Holly just takes a different crystal. Actually, no. She's gonna, um, she has like a little crystal earring in that no one could see. Mm-hmm. She just like pulls it and then it, 
chink and then like an art like a glaze basically okay. goes over her for a second and then it like kind of fades and disappears but it's yeah. still there so cool that's how i want that to look that's pretty cool <laughs> i'm trying to like just envision a lot of crystal magic yeah, yeah. Holly, Holly. this 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 campaign holly has been very visually magical and flavorful yeah it's awesome <laughs> yep it's good <clears throat> so she's got plus five <clears throat> hit points cool and she's just gonna stay by the crystal she's yeah not, she's just trying to armor up yeah um Okay, you're going to stay up there with yeah. the... Yeah, okay. I'll just stay up. Yeah. Uh, Tibio, it's your turn. Uh, you see this thing uh, walking away. It looks like it's moving towards Bert. I cast Animate Dead. Nice, Ooh. okay. On the hand, on the on a chunk of it. I know that I can only cast it for a medium or small creature. Mm -hmm. So I try to get it. Okay. Um, interesting. Uh, let's look at Animate Dead, this spell. So the idea is I create an undead servant using a pile of bones or a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> ample, ample supply. Uh, you're going to contest the crystal. Okay. For control of okay. the bones. That's kind of what I was hoping was that I could like wrestle control yeah, of yeah. these oh. bones away from it. And so you, you guys have noticed as well that every time the crystal is struck that the whole room kind of reacts to it. Um, like the bone golem takes notice, um, the, all the bone ocean kind of ripples. Let's have you roll, uh, with your spell casting modifier. Okay, I was going to yeah. say roll it like an attack. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 13. Okay. Um, so you're, uh, you like grab hold of some of these bones and as soon as you do, you're like, oh, I can control these. But then it starts fighting back and, and you start to think, oh, maybe not. Like maybe I should get out of this. And then you feel like actually I might be able to... And you do. You take control of this thing's entire right arm. So as it's walking towards, um, it's walking towards Bert. You can see it kind of like raises an arm to go to like slam down on him, and Bert isn't even looking. And there's nothing you could do that would be loud enough to get his attention. And then all of a sudden, his arm just stops in midair, and the golem like turns around and looks back at it, and it's just. I mean, it doesn't make any noise, but it's just shaking rapidly mm -hmm. as if it's as if its arm is shackled. Hmm. Ah. So, so cool. I control that arm for 24 hours. Okay. <laughs> um any one liner while you got it uh keep your hands to yourself mm. Good. <laughs> okay yeah on all of my turns it takes a bonus action to can like to make it do something okay but cool. it's mine next after that uh is the uh the layer the round has started over larry larry <laughs> larry's action um wait what <laughs> Uh, Uli, um, beneath you and Emery, you see uh, a almost perfect circle about 10 feet across, a circle of bones that is just vibrating rapidly, um, kind of like shaking. And uh, you saw this a few minutes ago um, when a, uh, a pillar of bones just kind of formed out of the bone ocean and slammed against the ceiling. You have a feeling that might be about to happen to you. How close am I to getting out of it? Um, so you and Emery are both kind of in the center of this. You're about five feet apart from each other. Are we near the pillar then? Yeah, you're close to the pillar. Okay. And I can do something? Uh, it's not your turn yet. Um, I would I would say that this prompts a reaction from you. Can my reaction be to start climbing the pillar? I'm going to say yes. Is that something I shouldn't do? <laughs> I can't tell you that, but you can climb the pillar. I figured the bones aren't on the pillar, so. Right, right. So I'll just hang on to the pillar and shimmy up it like a tree. <laughs> okay. Uh, Emery is going to make a dive uh, out of the way. 
uh, and he is successful in that. Um, so he just kind of like goes prone on the ground in the bone ocean uh, while this torrent of bones uh, just rockets up. And uh, a lot of them are clattering against you, uh, kind of like smacking you as they rise towards the ceiling. And uh, I'm going to need you to make a strength save because these things are starting to hit you with such force that it's knocking you off the pillar. 14? Uh, 14 is just barely enough to keep you on there, but you are going to take a little bit of damage. Okay. <laughs> All right, so four bludgeoning damage as these bones kind of like smash against you, um, but they don't like rip you off the pillar or anything. Okay. So first up in the round is actually Snack. I am going to continue moving closer to the crystal. I used half my movement to walk towards it from the entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how close that gets me. Am I up to where? Yeah, you're probably like at the base of the pillar then. Can I still see the crystal from where I am? Um, not really. You can see like the light from the crystal, but because there's so much of a platform up there, it, the crystal itself is blocked from sight. Snack will uh, use Misty Step to mm. uh, get to the top where the crystal is. Okay. Uh, yeah, Holly, you just see a little cloud of smoke mist, and uh, Snack appears. Oh, and then I- <laughs> oh, I'm glad to see you. Holly, how is it going? Um, uh, not good, but, you know, I'm armored up. I feel really uh, light and like my spirit is in good shape, so I'm, I'm ready. Excellent. Genie says we must damage the crystal and then he can eat it yet again, this curse. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do our best. Uh, Snack uses his standard action to uh, move even closer to the crystal. Do I get any um, sort of... Like vibe from it? Yeah. It's really a check. <laughs> vibe it's, check. It's a bit of a moth vibe to check. a flame as soon as you get closer. Because you, you walk in with plans yeah. and uh, those quickly change. Uh, I'm going to have you make a charisma saving throw. Uh-oh. What's your chaw, bro? <laughs> <laughs> 17. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. <clears throat> you, uh, you just kind of like, like shake out of it. And, uh, <laughs> you can't mess a snack. He's got a lot of practice recently being cursed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're pretty familiar with what's real. Building up a resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So you close right in on the crystal. You're, you're, uh, actually touching it, um, and able mm-hmm. to resist the pull. Okay. Um, Uli. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, some of your clothes are torn a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're alive and fine. Did you have a lot of clothes to begin with? Not really. I, I mean, they're think. pretty worn anyway. <laughs> I'm like covered in patches. And... It's like, okay, now I'll get a new shirt. You're also, like Princess Amidala climbing up the pillars <laughs> in the battle with the ripped shirt now. Uh, Uli clearly doesn't have a problem with nudity either. So. Oh, yeah. You've got um, like superhero nudity going on where it's just like strategic scraps mm-hmm. of fabric yeah. over all the bits. It's like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Everything I can do to this is probably going to hurt other people. Holly's going to poke her head over the edge of the thing and, Uli, whatever you do, don't hurt us. <laughs> Pop her head back. <laughs> That's the plan. I'm, I'm going to keep climbing. Okay. I just want to magic missile punch it. I'm going to roll to see if I surge, though. Uli, what does this look like? So you, I just helped you pull up on the pillar. And I'm like, do something. Uh, I okay, and like all I can think of is hit the thing because I can't think under pressure, I guess. And then I just like smash it three times, like um, uh, an ape with a rock, <laughs> just with your fist. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it's one d four f- plus one force mm-hmm. three times, ten force damage. All right. Much to your surprise, uh, Holly. I mean, not that you think 
Uli's weak or anything, but you've never seen someone punch a stone so hard that it <laughs> chipped and cracked. Um, <sighs> but uh, you can see there are some deep fractures in this, and they get wider and longer with every hit. Um, yeah, good job, Uli! I know. <laughs> um, and you guys can see the, the light of the crystal sort of dims and flickers as she begins to, to punch it again. And uh, even the bone golem looks up from, from below at the central pillar. Uh, next up is Emery. Emery is going to uh, put his sword on his back, and you can hear a couple crunchy steps as he uh, sprints and jumps at the pillar. Gets about halfway up, and it's just kind of like shuffle climbing up the pillar to try to get up. Great. Yeah, great. Uh, <laughs> the uh, bone golem is up next, um, and it is uh, trying to punch Bert, uh, who I think still doesn't know that it's there. <laughs> um, it's going to... Uh, oh, no, that's, that's right. It's just yours now. Um, the hand. Yeah, the arm, right. Or whatever. Um, is it right-handed? Yeah, I, would, I, I think do so. I, yeah, do I have the right hand or the left the hand? The right hand, because that's right what I was hand. trying to punch with. The right hand of bones. So it still can't, like, pull its its arm away from you. Um, it's uh, it's actually going to rip its arm off. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it sort of uh, kind of starts smashing its own shoulder with its other arm uh, until those uh, those bone fragments sort of separate from it. And uh, the chunk that you've got sort of like falls to the floor. That's still totally under your control and still animated. Um, and uh, so it's gonna it's gonna do itself some damage. <laughs> Holly's like looking out and seeing this happen and just being like, "What the?" <laughs> yeah, you look down from the pillar and you just see this giant golem like burr, 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 like smashing its own arm to bits, uh, and it gets free and then. Um, I mean, Bert, you, you definitely know that this is going on now. Um, but it, uh, it, it is still kind of locked on you, Bert, but it had to waste all of its effort on destroying itself uh, this round. Um, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, I turn around and see the golem right there uh, mutilating itself. Yeah. <laughs> and freak out, kind of like scurry away and put my back against the wall of the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of looking everywhere and looking up there. Uh, how's it going up there? Do you have it yet? Mm-mm. Um, Uli punched it a lot. Uh... That checks out. I almost <laughs> killed it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I pull out my whisper quill. Mm, yeah. And uh, in my book, I write, King Mumble, please keep the dragon busy. We are trying to free the Gem from the pillar, but it's stuck. Period. <laughs> Stop. Um, and then, as uh, as uh, Ross the boss instructed you to uh, cross out the message. Yes, yes, yes. 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 And then, uh, and then the ink actually disappears off the page. Ooh. Um, and uh, you just, it just says. Seen by Mumble Dundas. <laughs> <laughs> he left you on red. Okay. okay. <laughs> You saw it. That's it. Uh, <laughs> well, he saw it. Uh, he skeletoned you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's hurry it up out there. I'm going to shoot a guiding bolt at it again. Okay. <laughs> Another little snipe. Uh, is that a save from the thing or an attack no, from No, it's you? a ranged spell okay. attack. Pew. 14. Uh, yes, that hits. 
Ugh. Nine damage. Okay. And next attack has advantage. Ah, uh, yes. Right. Um, so those of you on the pillar just see a, a firework come uh, streaking up towards you, and it just smacks against the crystal, and the crystal is now even more glowing than it was before, um, mm. as the guiding bolt uh, gives you a little direction. Mm. Um, next up is Holly, and then Tibio ends the round. Holly's just going to try to stab it with her dagger. Okay. She just has a dagger. So. Holly's worried about the dragon coming back, so she's going to... I don't know, most of her spells are, would be better used for fighting a, a flying dragon yeah. who's trying to kill us. Well, but if we get I'm, if yeah. we get the crystal, the dragon's, like, out of commission, I think. I fucking hope. I'm going to try to... I noticed the cracks in it, and so she's just going to whip out a dagger out of her boot yeah. and try to just... Wedge it in there? Wedge it in there and stab it. Um, so do I roll a d20? I've never done a Yeah, no, attack. You're, you're still attacking, even though you're going to hit, I, I hope. Um, 16. That definitely hits. You get it right in the crack. D4 is the triangle. It's a 2 plus strength modifier, mm-hmm. 2, 4. All right. 4 dagger damage. 4 nice. stabby. 4 stabbies. <laughs> and it's just like a little tinks. So, yeah, I mean, it's like you guys are just like aliens trying have... to figure out how to interact <laughs> with this thing. Uh, Lily's punching it. You're stabbing what, what it. What do I do? That leads us to Tibio. Tibio is going to use the bonus action to have the hand smack the bone golem. Okay. Nice. Um, so, yeah, uh, make an attack with... I suppose the hand's proficient, so go ahead and add your proficiency bonus. Okay. Just going to be a bone slap? Yeah, bone slap. And this is against the golem, right? The greater golem? Yes. Okay. 11. 11. Is it just the roll plus proficiency? Use the d4. Yeah, I suppose plus the hand's strength, which <laughs> plus one maybe. 12 plus 15. There you go. All right, 15 hits the big boy. Okay. Blessed. One liner for this one, maybe? Stop hitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, All right. Uh, give me a 4d6 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Oh. 10. All right. And uh, where do you where do you want to hit this golem? Oh, smack across the face. All right. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, your arm uh, kind of like uh, inchworms to catch up to it, and then uh, like. Do you want to tap him on the shoulder and be like, turn around? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's going to, yeah, tap him on the shoulder of the um, other arm. Yeah. And then as it turns, it's going to backslap it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, you just backhand its head off, and then it just, like, forms a new one um, right afterwards. Uh, but it is now uh, taking steps back towards you, Tibio, and it just has this look on its face like, I thought you were dead. Mm. Does anyone else find themselves doing the, like, snack? <laughs> Because John started doing it in real life, and I've noticed I've started doing it. The uh, yeah, so it, it's been uh, thoroughly got its head slapped off. Um, yeah, I still have my action. Oh, that's right. That was just your bonus action. Yeah, crazy. That's where I'm at right cool. now. I'm okay. going. Hmm. I'm going to magic missile at the crystal. Good choice. Ooh, wait. I'm gonna cast it at second level. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. And also, I gotta get that. Pump that off. spell. I gotta start remembering that I can do that. Yeah. Oh, leveling up your Plus spells. Plus one dart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it'll be four darts. Three. Fourteen. Damn. Nice. All right. Um, so 
with that, uh, those of you that are on the uh, pillar Uh-oh. see the uh, the sort of like top fourth of the crystal just gets sheared off by the last bolt that hits this thing. And uh, you all see this giant chunk hit the pillar and then sort of spin away uh, and fall back into the bone ocean. Um, and the, the lights flicker again, the, the ocean ripples again, and the bone golem looks back up towards the pillar. At that point, it, it takes its eyes off of, uh, off of Tibio and off of Bert, and it starts walking towards the pillar. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that is the, uh, the end of that round, and we're back at the top with a shivering circle of bone fragments, mm, Bert. So that didn't do it, huh? Uh, no. So you see uh, a shivering circle of bone fragments. You've seen this twice yeah. now before that you're about to get pillared. Uh, I want to, well, get out of there. I'm also wanting to find that piece that fell off. Okay. Yeah. I'm, which I won't be doing this turn, but. Sure. Do you just want to like locate it? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a perception check just to kind of spot it. That's good. Actually, I'm sorry. Change that to investigation so you can use your uh, uh, int, I think. My wisdom is actually better. Right Sorry. <laughs> 18. I feel like I should be proficient in investigation, but I am not. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, you do, you track it as it uh, falls off the pillar and back into the bones. Great. So. Can I get out of the circle or whatever? Yeah, you'll have to make a dexterity save. Love it. Would <laughs> love to use that roll for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a 14. Okay, yes. You, uh, you dive out of the way. And uh, the bones come flying up behind you, and you just sort of, uh, you get hailed on a little bit. Um, but nothing too serious. Um, I'm getting really some lucky rolls for deck saves, because we all suck <laughs> like at right Like right at what I assume yeah, we're, the we're DC is. Like, we're all yeah. hitting those 14s and 15s. Like, yeah. yeah. All my saves Squeaking are right around by. 14, it's 13. It's more epic yeah. that way. Do we yeah. all have a plus one for decks? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> the uh, other kind of layer action you see the shadow of something moving in the tunnel connecting to this one. It is large and it is bony. And great, uh, great, it is great. turning the corner into the room. Bert, you're the first one to notice this, but it's not your turn for quite some time. Uh, you can talk if you want to, but first up is actually Snack. Snack is going to uh, try to climb onto the crystal. Okay. And uh, Snack um, puts both his hands like downward facing, like, mm. and just shoots an Eldritch Blast point blank, like into where like the top broke off. Okay. And he starts laughing a bit. So. <laughs> Wait, can you give us that laugh, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Eldritch Blast twenty-two. Yep. <laughs> um. So we got uh, seven damage off okay. that. That's not nothing. Well. <laughs> Um, Snack, you uh, put your palms on it and give it a sort of maniacal grin and a laugh and uh, pulse some deadly force into it. Um, who all is on the pillow right now? Me. Me. Holly. So we got Holly, I'm not. and Snack. Nor I. <laughs> Gnome's on the floor. <laughs> Where they belong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have uh, Snack, uh, Uli, and Holly all make a strength save. Uh, Snack, you have disadvantage. Mm-hmm. It's a strength save? Yep. How does Timspiration work? <laughs> it's, it's inspiration like any other. If you've still got it, you can use it. Does it, how does it, does it like cancel out disadvantage? It cancels out disadvantage, so it would just be the first dice that you rolled. All right, too late anyways. Okay. What, um, what was that for, by the way? That was for the... Dragon? Giving giving uh, Coco to my heroes. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah, in that's the right. Tides of Chaos. Um, to 
get advantage on. Okay. Okay, 14. Okay. 16. Okay. Four. Oh, I see. Those saving throws you get proficiency on. Okay. Uh, so 16 is fine. Um, you are able to uh, maintain your position. Um, Wait, I haven't used my D4 for bless. Plus three. 17. 17. You got it. Hey. Blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Damn. All right. So, uh, snack, you take the full brunt of this explosion. Mm. Is 18 damage. 18 force damage. Uh, the other two of you, oh, and you're knocked some 30 feet off of the pillar <laughs> uh, and will take uh, a little bit of bludgeoning damage on impact. Uh, six bludgeoning damage on impact. Holly and Uli each take nine, just half of that damage, and you're still on the pillar. Uh, the rest of you just see this blinding flash, and you can hear the shattering glass um, as little sparkling shards go to into every, I guess, corner of this circular room. Um, and uh, after that, it's just dark in here, completely dark. You can see like a little bit of light coming in from the moss from the, the room before it, but there's no crystal, and there's no noise, and there's no golem. Did, did we do it? Is, did, it, is everyone okay? Did we happen uh, to hear a dragon-sized pile of bones? Flowing <laughs> uh, Bert definitely noticed exactly that. Okay. Uh, a sort of like, like on, on a massive scale. <laughs> yeah. It's like a bone xylophone. Yeah. yeah. In fact, the, uh, the, the head of the dragon, <laughs> the head of this dragon lands right inside the cave entrance where you guys can see it. Yeah! <laughs> For the rest of Snack's turn, he... Um, Crawls under a minecart and then crawls into the lamp. Uh, a couple seconds go by with this sort of darkness, um, and then you can all see uh, a little bit of a, a spark uh, start to form. And at first, you think it's Emery, uh, but it reveals itself to be a little different. In fact, it's a little uh, like the octopus that you saw on the dock. It's this sort of amorphous blob of white light. Uh, it almost looks like it's like tangible, like you could touch it or throw it around. Uh, it's about half the size of a person, and it looks like it keeps trying to emulate or walk around, um, but it's the only thing casting light in this room, and it, it almost feels as if this place has gone silent as you all observe this thing. How big is it? About half the size of a person. It's like a toddler? Yeah. Or the size of a gnome. <laughs> Tibio is going to find snack and hopefully find the lamp so that Genie can eat mm. this glowing being. Um, as he walks, he's going to be gathering his bones and reforming his skeleton because mm -hmm. he dropped it earlier. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and you, never got it back before the end of the fight. <laughs> you uh, walk over to the, the minecart where you saw um, snack kind of tuck himself away into. Uh, and when you look down there, you just see the, the lamp that he carries around sitting inside the minecart. I'm going to pick it up and, like, hold it up to my face and, like, politely knock on it. Mm -hmm. Hello, Snack, Ginny, is anyone in there? Go away, Tibio. <coughs> Snack, are you okay? We are not allies anymore. What? I want Snack? no part of this. Snack, what is wrong? What happened? I am greatly hurt, Tibio. This was not fun. Oh, Snack. Oh, no. Come out and we will help you. I, yeah, I can help with that, Snack. I don't think I'll... I don't think I'll ever be a dragon, to be all. Snack. What you did today was the bravest thing I've ever seen from a kobold. You are more like a dragon now than you have ever been. Uh, Bert, as you cross the room uh, to uh, move towards Tibio and Snack... I'm going to light a haunted candle to uh, get a little more light in here. 
the uh, that figure of light uh, takes notice of you and uh, kind of meets you a lot more quickly than you expect. Uh, it's suddenly kind of upon you, and it looks like it's looking at you, though it has no features. But it's kind of all eyes on you at this point in a dark room with uh, Emery kind of standing almost like catatonic, staring at you and this thing, and the rest of you just looking inward. This white light kind of like reaches out towards you. I'm going to do the hand-waving mirror thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you, you lift the, the mirrored hand and uh, it jumps into you. No. Oh, no. What's that feel like? Uh, it doesn't feel like much. It feels extremely cold. And then it feels like there's cold water in you that never warms up. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Bert, are you okay? What is that? What happened? Uh, I think I'm okay. Did you eat It's it? a little cold in here. I... What? I didn't eat it. It's inside me. Oh, no. When you uh, look up at Tibio, Bert, um, he looks frantic. And as you look across the room, you see your friends, but you also see Emery, who suddenly seems so familiar. You are connected now to Emery in a way that you haven't felt before. There is something in him that is looking at you even when he's not. There's something here that wasn't there before. <laughs> what? Emery, Emery, are you okay? Emery starts walking towards you, and uh, you can all hear this, even though Emery is not moving his mouth. It's not even Emery's voice, but you hear, that's mine. Oh, whoa. Hey, pal. I didn't want any part of this. I don't know what's going on here. Snack, I need you to get Jeannie to help us. I said go away. Snack, please, it's very important. Mm. Any help here would be appreciated, Mr. Snack. Snack, I know you're hurt, but Dragon is always brave, even when he is hurt. Snack um, tries to speak with Jeannie. Yeah, I mean, you're uh, in there with him, huh? Uh, I think, Jeannie, does he have separate quarters in the lamp? Uh, I, we haven't established these yet. I don't, yeah. I don't really have an opinion on it, so whatever okay. you think makes sense. Um, yeah, I think uh, when you're in the lamp, you're kind of in Jeannie's like, foyer. Um, like the front room to his uh, estate. Okay. And uh, there's a big kind of grand uh, purple door in there. Um, and that is Jeannie's door. If you even tried to go in that door, you couldn't. It's a sort of um, ethereal space. Okay. Yeah, I limp over to the door and I, I rap on it. And uh, when Jeannie steps out, looking uh, much more humanoid here than in any other place, he says, Snack, wh what's happened to you? Jeannie, I'm not well, and I'm afraid I think the others are in danger, but... Snack, tell me, what happened? Mm, What's out there? The crystal cracked. There's a loud explosion. There was a dragon coming. I don't know. You defeated the curse all on your own, Snack? No. Then why are you here? Can, can you help us, Jeannie? I, I, I suppose Bert is in danger, and Tibio sounds worried. Snack, you know the rules of my service. I, I don't owe you a wish at this time, Snack. What should I do? If I were you, I'd fight until my last and know that you're going to win. I promise you. So uh, Snack will, um, I imagine he just kind of crouches low and then jumps and then like uh, tries to leave the lamp. Mm -hmm. And um, on his way out, though, he... Uh, Grabs um, the slingshot that he found earlier. Okay. 
for good measure. Mm-hmm. Tibio, we are allies again. What, what can I do? And you're out of the lamp now? Yeah. Um, as you go to like pick up the lamp and put it back on your person, uh, a, a small red vial falls out of it. Mm. And you hear, I think you dropped this. Mm. I picked that up. What is it? Not a wish. Just something you dropped. And it's a, uh, <laughs> a, a lesser potion of healing. Okay. Does it say fizzle potions on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good question. Um, so then uh, uh, he uh, bites the cork and then rips that off and takes a potion and then looks to Tibio and says, what can we do to help? Drink that potion first and then we can duck. All right. I slam it with my mouth. Bird is like flailing around and he's like scanning through his book really fast to see if he can find any thing that would help him. Holly's looking through her like pockets and her apron um, and trying to see if she has anything that might help. Um, but she's not really like a healer necessarily. Um, and she's like, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, and uh, she pulls out a little bit of the moss she took from the wall. She's like, uh, maybe this? <laughs> and she gives it to him. <laughs> that wouldn't be the weirdest thing that went in me today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what it does. I haven't had time to study it. I'll take it. a little bite. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you uh, you eat the moss, and uh, you hear something inside <laughs> you. Uh, there is, without a doubt, something living inside you now, Bert. Um, not the moss, uh, but what came before that says, No. No. Spit it out. I spit out the moss. Eat it. What? Why did you what? spit it out? <laughs> Bert, I just eat felt it. like spitting it out. Wait, can they hear that too? Um, they, hmm, yes, they can. Oh, okay. But, but you must eat the moss. You must see more of it. You must be strong. Bert. I will hold your mouth open It's a tasty, just pretend it's a tasty um, burrito burger from Burrito Town Ooh. at the librarium. <laughs> but it's not. It's so much worse. Just eat it. You can do it. Um, and uh, you you hear this uh, this thing is uncomfortable now inside you Uh, it it seems like it's pacing if it could pace uh, within your being Um, but it is probably as uncomfortable as you are at this point Uh, this is weird does it does it feel like like an emotion you can't control no you said it just feels cold right yeah and I keep having these weird thoughts like I'm thinking two things at the same time. I want to try giving him my tankard. Okay. And like, okay, so like focus really hard on the thing you want to not be inside of you right now. Okay, okay, I'm focused. And then open this. All right. So when you open this, it makes a sort of uh, that like nitrous like suction noise and it, it sucks out all your bad emotions. So at this time, it takes away your fear and anxiety yeah. so you can think clearly about this. And mm. what makes the most sense right now is that a curse has moved into you. Something about the moss is a deterrent to these curses. Uh, and it feels like this curse has not yet made its home in you. And this is a good chance to get rid of it. That's what this clarity gives you. Tibio starts running around and gathering moss from the walls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, you know, this is, it isn't so bad. It's just a regular old curse. Uh... Here, have some more moss. Eat more. Yeah, I'll just eat more of this terrible moss. That just is disgusting. Just eat more of the moss. It's delicious. No problem. Yeah. Tibio, I, I was having a crisis. I don't see why I needed to be out right now. Oh, there's a ghost in me, Mr. Snack. What? <laughs> 
Ginny, do we need to beat up Bert? Yeah, the crystal turned into a ghost and it's in me, and uh, it could change me forever, but I'm cool with We're it. We're going what? to get it out of Bert, and then Ginny can eat it. Is Bert going to become the dragon then? No, no, no. The dragon is gone. Oh, okay. I shove a mug of Bent's ale into his hands. Mm, this is this is gross. <laughs> this is disgusting. Here, this this might help. Make sure to have a genie at the ready to eat the Thanks, curse. Thanks, Lily. Yes. Genie, are you keeping up with this? I talked to the lamp. <laughs> says, sounds pretty hairy out there. Are you ready for me? Pretty soon, I think. Uh, Bert, you feel like you're going to be sick. Okay. Do I need to do a constitution check? That's a good idea. Great. Um, Holly grabs the lamp out of Snack's hand, opens it up, and just, <laughs> she, 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 she sees no. Bert right. heaving. It's My good all. pillows. And she, she just holds it in front of him. Like, it all comes down okay. to this roll. <laughs> Sorry, Snack. <laughs> oh, well, uh, nine. I mean, that's a fail. So you do get physically sick. Okay. Um, and, Into uh, the lamp. <laughs> You can all see when he when he gets sick like that um, that his eyes just kind of turn white and he's actually producing light from his eyes and mouth uh, when he does that and you can you can literally see the beginning of this white curse energy coming out of him and uh, that's when Emery uh, draws his sword and he says get it out <laughs> love to pal we're working on it can I grapple Emery uh, sure I would like to do that okay nineteen yeah you've got control of him in a grapple as a as I see Uli has grabbed Emery, I take some leftover moss and start shoving it in his mouth. <laughs> into Emery's? Yeah. <laughs> hey, save some for me. Emery, you're <laughs> cursed. You're cursed. Eat this moss. Go <laughs> cursed. Like, holding his jaw open. <laughs> I'm just like shoving it. So I've got like my little uh, gnome hands and my skeleton hands oh, that God. are both like, like oh. stabby little fingers poking all this moss into his about, mouth. I forgot like, about quad arms. Force his jaw <laughs> closed. <laughs> Uh, he hates it. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you, pal. Uh, and then another wave of nausea comes over you, and uh, you get this thing out. And in one kind of um, cathartic oh. heave. Yeah. <laughs> That's good podcasting. <laughs> uh, this thing um, just falls out of your mouth onto the floor in a heap, and then... Um, just kind of like rolls back to its like standing height, which again is about your size and shape. In fact, now, Bert, it looks almost like you um, after it's been inside you for a while that it sort of takes on your general shape, even your clothes. Oh, look at that. It looks just like me. <laughs> it's got like a little ghostly mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one difference is it doesn't have a mustache. Which one's the real Bert? Oh. Yeah. Genie, Genie, now. Can you get it? She has my lamp, so. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, I forgot. I was like, Jeannie doesn't respond to anybody else. Um, <laughs> um, Snack, it's not working. Jeannie, it is time. We need you. Gross, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeannie uh, emerges from the lamp in a big puff again and uh, kind of launches into the curse with all the confidence that he had last time. Except when he gets close to the curse, the curse kind of reaches out at him. And instead of genie just handling this like he did before it looks like this curse has still got some fight in it and you see genie grappling with the curse literally grappling with its two little arms and pushing it back and forth and then you see uh uli and emery that are grappling each other right next to it and so there's literally two pairs of people things one otherworldly one mundane that are just kind of locked in these positions what do the rest of you do i'm writing this down 
<laughs> like wiping vomit uh, off your Also, how lip. long does Bert not have anxiety anymore? Uh, I think up, up to an hour. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm loving this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Snack is going to use Eldritch Blast on the curse that's fighting Genie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, shoot my hands out at it. Natural one. Oh, Oof. No. Okay. Uh, as you uh, go to cast on it, you see the the curse kind of uh, reach over to you really quickly, and as you're forming the spell, it just sort of takes the spell from you and consumes it. Holly's gonna um, pick up some moss that uh, Tibio had gathered and make like a little snowball, but with moss, mm-hmm. and just chuck it at this cursed. <laughs> like she's only standing sure. probably you know yeah. five ten feet away. Sure, sure. So she's gonna throw it as hard as yeah. she can, just right at the spirit cursed. Just um, yeah, make a ranged attack on the thing with the moss ball. <laughs> oh dang! Uh, twenty, non natural twenty. Nice. A dirty twenty. Nailed it. Um, so probably no damage with the moss ball uh, in terms of like. Damage, damage, uh, but it it does hate that, um, uh, especially with this. So it actually creates like this giant bullet hole in the curse, and uh, you see it just sort of like rip itself apart at that hole and sort of like close over it. But uh, during that time, Jeannie was able to like pin one of its arms on the ground. Oh, nice. Yeah, everyone throw some moss balls at it like this, and Holly picks up another one and does it again. So she's just gonna keep throwing moss balls at it. Could I, as I'm grappling him, shocking grasp? Uh, sure. Yeah. I would like to do that. I mean, do I have to make a melee spell if I'm touching him? Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think you can just kind of charge him. 1d8 lightning. Five. Okay. <laughs> and it can't take reactions until the start of its next Okay, turn. yeah. I mean, he, we're not in combat, but... He just kind of... Uh, can't do anything about it. So. Yeah, shivers a little bit and convulses in your arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got you and Emery have spent a lot of this campaign grappling. I know. <laughs> is this going to be an enemies to lovers thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, this is sexy grappling. That's what I'm into. Why am I also there? <laughs> <laughs> Shoving moss into his mouth. I, like, um, <laughs> I ship Genie and Curse Bird. <laughs> Curse Bird. <laughs> so uh, Emery Mega shivers Bert. from that and uh, looks at you and he says, Emery says, I need that. Power. I don't. I don't think you do. No one needs that power, Emery. It's very bad. Hey, it's not all it's cracked up to be, buddy. He says, "I need more." And then uh, you hear "more" repeated uh, again, not in his voice, in another voice. Emery, you don't need more. You just need friends to help you. That's the best power. Emery is going to uh, try to shake your grapple. Can you recontest him for me? Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you still got him. Um, he's like trying to get at a sword again, and you're just like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, and then are you guys going to do what Holly suggested? You going to throw some moss balls with me or what? Oh, yeah, I'm just going to keep rubbing moss on everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, hell yeah. So Snack was uh, frustratingly like um, eating moss after <laughs> his spell failed, and then, then he hears what Holly says and then grabs some and puts it in his slingshot. When Can you... he throw it with his tail? No, oh, a slingshot's better. <laughs> when you uh, eat the moss, yeah. Snack... Uh, it is like it's so bitter and disgusting to you that you start retching and you're like on all fours, <laughs> like hairballing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then I scratch it up, um, but then I do hear what Holly said. Yeah, yeah. I am worried about Genie. That's why he's doing yeah. these things. Uh, so Snack um, will grab some of the moss and like roll it into a ball and put it in a slingshot and tries to oh nice from a slingshot. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. Go Make an attack on that curse. I'm using the Timspiration this there time. It goes. Okay. All right. So, 
Dex for a slingshot. Yep. Proficient. Okay. 16 to hit. Yep, you got it. Nice. <laughs> I have no idea what damage it does, but... <laughs> oh, uh... And it's the moss ball. Yeah, I mean, with a normal projectile, it just does... It's supposed to do 1d4 plus a d8 thunder damage. Mm. So, probably just the same thing. I don't know. I don't think a moss ball is any less lethal than something else. Sweet. I don't know. All right. So, seven damage. Okay. Um, yeah, so with the, uh, the kind of explosive radius on this thing, uh, it just kind of rips the curse in half, and then it starts to, like, try to, like, reform itself. Um, but by that point, Genie's got two kind of buff arms keeping these pieces <laughs> apart, and he just says, Divide and conquer! And he starts, like, slamming the pieces on the ground. <laughs> yes. Um, this is so cool. <laughs> and then, uh, who else? Tib? I'm going to talk to the curse inhabiting Emery. Okay. So I'm standing in front of Emery. Uli has him grappled. Mm-hmm. And I say, this host is not for you. You must get out. And I shove more moss in his mouth. And I also cast chill touch. Okay. Give him a chill touch. Chill, chill touch. Oh, is it? It's ranged. Does that mean I can't? No, you can still do it. Okay. Nat one. Oof. Uh, um, is bless still in effect? Do I only get to use that once? Yeah, just the one time. Okay. No, no, no. Bless is uh, bless is time. Is it a minute? Yeah, it's a minute. Oh, so, so it's, it's every roll for a minute. Yeah. Damn, that's way better than I thought. But yeah. also, you still you're thinking of one. the cantrip, which is one time use. Yeah. Okay. But also, it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably been a minute. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Emery's gonna like, I guess, just kind of like. Uh, wiggle <laughs> or uh or he's gonna like jerk against uli's grapple so hard that uli gets in the way of the chill touch and uh yeah <laughs> and gets uh frozen a little bit and um Do actually damage yeah you take whatever she's got for you it's 1d8 necrotic damage five also you can't regain hit points until the start of my next turn okay oh dang this is the one where, like, a skeletal hand, like, pokes you. A ghostly you skeletal hand clings to the target. Yeah. She's like, Ugh. hey. Just puts a hand on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. It's um, like when you get touched by a ghost. My eighth skeletal hand. Yes. She's got, like, fucking skeletons all over me. You guys look back towards Jeannie, and uh, he's uh, pretty much got control of the situation by now. He just keeps slapping these two separate cursed noodles up against the ground. <laughs> Uh, until they're kind of like elongated uh, enough for him to consume. And so he literally just takes one by the end and just <laughs> slips it all the way up. Um, in kind of the confusion with the, the chill touch and uh, Emery jerking around, uh, he's able to take a step away from the both of you. I still have him grappled. He that's, didn't contest it. That's true. He didn't break out of it. I'm not letting go of this man. Yeah, he is going to try to break free. I want to break free. <laughs> Twenty-two. Damn. Yeah, he does not get free of this. My my em- grapple is told real you, nice. Told you you would roll good today. <laughs> Emery, why do you need more power? You really don't. Holly's still trying to like reason with Emery to get him to be like, why? What do you want from this? Holly, it's not Emery in there. It's a curse. Yeah, you see that. that no, c- Emery's still in there. Uh, when you say that, you see you see the, the the light from his eyes fade out a bit. Uh, he's got this kind of yellow glow whenever he gets real cursy, um, <laughs> and that has uh, faded for a sec. And he's looking at you, and he just makes like like straight eye contact with you for just a second. And there's this clear look of like help me on his face. Oh no! We need to help him, you guys. He's cursed too. 
We're trying to get it to get out of him. Um, Holly's gonna cast Ray of Sickness. I may not like you, but I really don't like curses. And she's gonna cast it on Emery to try to get the um, curse to like get out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, we think the only way to get curses out of is people is to make him barf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he has to make a Constitution saving throw. Okay. Wow, uh, non-natural twenty. Uh, so, so she hits, and he had to make a con save to not be affected by it. Right. So she, you did hit, so you do deal the damage, but okay. he doesn't get poisoned because he made that save. Okay, got it, got yep. it, got it. Yep. So 2d8. Okay. 10 damage. Uh, Emery passes out. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, that was not the first hit he had taken during this fight. That's He went below zero then. Uh, yep. What happened? Is there any spirit He has to make death saves then. Yeah, I mean, he's like unconscious and dying. Does the white glowy light or whatever curse come out of him? Mm -hmm. Shoot. Holly is um, suspicious because once he passes out, nothing happens. And so she's going to try to grab the sword. I don't know if it's like he's holding it or it's latched on his back or whatever, but she's Mm going to try to pull it off of him and see if that's the thing that seems like it's cursing him. Yeah, it's it's sheathed on his back. So yeah, when you take it, um, I mean, it's, it's heavy and it seems like a normal sword at first. And then it starts to get very kind of uncomfortably warm. It's pretty obvious that this thing is deeply cursed. Mm, guys, I think I found the problem with Emery. She holds it up. Oh, like, put it down, put it down, Holly. Uh, she just like throws it down on the ground. She's like, yeah. ah. Do we, do we leave him here with it? No, we need to help him. Do we take him with us and leave the sword? We need to break the curse on the sword if we're going to help him at all. I I don't have enough juice for that right now. Oh, I'm feeling a little better. I think I can think I can lift that curse. Go for it. You guys hear Jeannie in the background? Don't mind me. Just still wrestling with the other noodle. Like Eat the noodle, Jeannie. It <laughs> it's just noodles. Uh, I will cast remove curse on the sword. Okay. If the object is a cursed magic item. Its curse remains, but the spell breaks its owner's attunement to the object. Oh, okay. that's a good spell. Uh, so he's unconscious, so. Yeah. Um, this does not go how you planned. Okay. Uh, you've used this before successfully on less intense curses. When you do this, you see a, a very brief kind of electrical arc between Emery and the sword, and there's a bit of uh, feedback, and it's kind of blinding and deafening, just a quick snap that sort of uh, flashes up in the room. Um, when you look back at the sword, you can tell that no such effect has taken place. Oh, that's not good. Uh, this is a nasty curse. How's Emery looking? Um, he doesn't look like that hurt him or anything. Okay, okay. Yeah. I wish he didn't make me care. <laughs> we all do, Uli. Jeannie, yeah. are you fine? Do you have this curse under control? He like turns around and you see just a little bit of the curse sticking out of his mouth and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> um, Holly's going to just uh, put the sword... Um, she's going to pick it up with like her apron and mm-hmm. just shove it in her pack of privacy. So only she can access it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she shoulders her pack and says, let's just try to bring him with. Wait, what if the moss, what if we put the moss on the sword? Sure. Maybe Holly, just, Holly just opens her pack and just scoops a bunch of moss <laughs> into her pack with the sword and yeah. seals it up again. <laughs> she just like shakes it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, get it nice and coated. Um, nice little cursed salad. Seasoned. Yeah, um snack uh genie's like trying to look tough but you can see that he's a little green around the gills 
He says, um, Snack, thank you for the spicy meal. That was delicious. I need to rest now. Well done, Genie. This is wonderful. I told you you would win, Snack. You did. And I am, I am sorry for my show of weakness. He uh, gets down close and he says, It's not weakness to come to friends. And he says, I need to go away for a while. I owe you a wish, as promised. One, one wish. <clears throat> per magic. Um, but uh, please don't cash that until tomorrow. <laughs> okay, genie. He, uh, he very sadly goes back into the lamp. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Genie. It's like the Skype noise in reverse. Is he okay? <laughs> I haven't seen him like this before. Mm, I'm sorry. Snack, you and Genie did a very good thing today. Thank you, Tibio. I pat Snack on the back and I say, I think you deserve a hero's drink. Um, can someone help revive Emery so he can walk or we can tie him up so he can walk? I will tie him up and then Snack runs over. <laughs> <laughs> He's suddenly cheery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, uh, you hog time in uh, record time. <laughs> yep, and I, yes. I'm using the magic uh, rope. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> so I say rock rope and then it's... Instant shackles. I will revive Emery with my last remaining spell slot. Is that a healing word or what? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, eight hit points. All right. He's alive. Uh, I pick him up a little roughly <laughs> and I sling him over my shoulder. I think we need to try to get some help with this one. I, I just don't know if the moss is doing anything in here and she like shakes her pack of privacy around. Uh, maybe we can try to get back to the surface and find those, um, the curse breakers that we talked to before we came down into the tunnel. I don't, I think they're probably long gone by now, but maybe there are someone in Tildry who can help. Isn't it a magical mm. place? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can track down a curse breaker there. I don't, I mean, I guess we sort of know what we're looking for now with those cool tattoos, right? Yes. And we know too. Cursebreakers, so it's not like we will be going to them and saying, like, well, random people who don't know anything about cursebreaking will we'll have some, some knowledge for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, should we go loot that room? What room? Yes. In the Bone Castle? Yes. Oh, yes, Monsieur Dundas said that we could have the treasure in the, in the uh, room. Uh, I'm, like, so Mumbo. scared of all the treasure, you guys. Everything we've touched has been cursed, I feel like. But we know how to look for curses now. Okay. I oh, mean, poor Mumble. I wonder if he, if he succeeded in I tried to reach him. a long sleep. I tried to reach him during the fight, but let me try again. Well, no. well I no, think he's I think... probably gone now. The curse was what was keeping him alive, Bert. That's right. I knew that. But I, I hope that he knew that we succeeded. He knew what he was doing for us. Tibio, could you bring him back to life so we could tell him face to face? No, I think we need to let him rest. I think he's been alive long enough. <laughs> I cannot bring the dead back to life. What? I can only animate the bones. Hmm. Let's head back. I want to get out of here. How do we get out of here? Through the tunnel across the bridge. The bridge that doesn't exist. My rope is still there. The tightrope. <laughs> we do dungeon quick exit. Yeah, can we do like yeah. enlarge, reduce 14,000 more times yeah. this campaign? <laughs> Emery has been quiet and behaving. Um, 
he, I mean, he's, he's surrendered at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Just so we can cover that note. Um, so yeah, we can absolutely kind of uh, fast travel here. You, when you guys uh, go back through the, the mine shaft, when you get to uh, Lysander's area, um, uh, you can see that almost all of the webs are burnt away uh, as the dragon had oh, come no. through. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, you can hear just from the shadows, he's not coming down, but he's like, I can't believe you, you actually destroyed it. What, you took one look at me and didn't think I could handle it by myself? Um, the voice seems to be coming from like a completely different area now as he's like rapidly <laughs> Where moving are around. Um, we all look around like, what the fuck? And he says, I can't believe it. I thought you'd be dead within seconds. He's like, Snack, you're more than you seem. Snack's a hero. Thank you, Holly. Yes. Um, I cannot be stopped as long as I keep friends near like prisoners, but by their own volition. Yes. Don't let Snack fool you. He's a hero. Yes, we are prisoners of friendship. Yes. Yes, Tibio. <laughs> friendship. Who needs friends? The weak. That's who. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> he says, wait, come back. Don't you have any other stories? <laughs> wait, 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 come back. God, that guy was the worst. Yeah, right? oh my God. We had to get out of there. <laughs> Jesus. Snack, I'm glad you bullied him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Note that Peabop does not condone bullying. Yes. Um, the, your, uh, your, your travel back is pretty easy. Uh, there's no kobolds harassing you at the bridge this time since they were all undead in the first place. They've kind of fallen dormant again. Um, when you return, um, you find the, the pillow area has been uh, marred a little bit. You see there are a couple pillows that are still smoldering after being burned. There's ash everywhere, and there are the bones of a few new skeletons that have been scattered across this front lot. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the last you have to, to see of these people. Tibio, didn't you say something of taking Mumbles' bones somewhere? That's right, to uh, y- your family grave? His family grave? Some, something about Vindorn. All right. No, no, no. It was, uh, I wanted to collect his bones for my... Oh, Oh, yeah. And he was like, yes, that sounds great. Go for it. Whatever, yeah. (laughs) Yes, Um, use my bones. Presumably, this this was Mumble. It looks like the only skeletons that were here were kind of scattered and destroyed by the the dragon here. Okay. Um, Yes. Tibio, is this a Mumble bone? Is this one a Mumble bone? uh, Snack, I I don't know. Hold on. Let me check. Times 216. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I bite down one and throw it aside. Don't bite the bones, Snack. Why not? These are not food Hmm. um i reach out my necromantic senses and Mm -hmm. try to spot some mumble yeah um so we've touched on this a couple times before uh but the the bones of significant figures or or um or intricately lived lives uh in in less words kings and and royalty uh kind of stick out to you um they have sort of an aura about them so you are able to tell which of these bones are mumbles um uh is there anything in particular that you were looking for are you in the in the market for a new clavicle hmm I'm going to pick up the finger bone that brought us here. Okay. Uh, you don't find it. <laughs> of all of all the bones that you feel like you should be able to find, the one that actually had a rune carved into it, you can't. And the rest of the party is just kind of waiting for you to figure it out as you're kind of picking up bones and throwing them back. I'm picking them up and gently placing them. 
But also, I'm I'm getting a little bit more frantic as I'm searching through these bones and not finding the the finger. And I'm like, do you do you all see the bone that that I carried here, the one with the rune on it? Do you see it anywhere? It. They all look the same. Yeah. I, I can't find it. Okay. Um. I'm sorry. Uh. Uh. And I um I pick a vertebra. Okay. Let's get yourself a lumbar disc. So cervical vertebra. All right. Is it like L seven or whatever? What is yeah. it? Got yourself C a little bone chip. Three. <laughs> Rook to E nine. <laughs> um, when you guys uh, enter the castle, kind of looking for your next uh, clue or your next uh, step here, um, right away you see on the large gray stone table that you had dinner with Mumble uh, is a note that is under a key. Um, there's a big square key made of metal that is sitting uh, on the stone table, and right next to that key is a tiny finger bone. Oh, <laughs> I found it! <laughs> um, so I go up to the table. So we enter the room, and I go, oh, there it is! And I run up to it, and I pick up the finger bone, and I hold it to myself, and I kind of just like... I, I like vibe with it, I mm, guess. Yeah, yeah. Like attune. I, yeah, I attune yeah. to it, like not the technical mm -hmm. way of attuning to a thing, but I, I like try to like get to know it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then um, I pick up the note and I kind of like flap it in the air above my head. And I say, he left a note. Well, read it. What does it say? Let me read it. Uh, can you read Dwarvish? No. I can. It's in Dwarvish. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah. It's in Dwarvish. <laughs> that was a weird one to say in French. Dwarvish. Yeah. Dwarvish. Uh, I, I hand it to Holly. <laughs> All right. um, Holly opens it up and uh, translates as she reads out loud. I always just want to like scream in German when I'm doing Dwarvish stuff. You um, have to say it in Holly's voice. Yeah, do it in my voice. <laughs> have to, you have to do Holly doing mumble. <laughs> Nosebleed. Yeah. Oh God. No, just do mumble. I was gonna do mumble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say dear anyone. It just says something in my bones says that you're going to come out on top, which means I'll have to say my thanks in advance. It's powerful luck to have met you all when we did. I'm glad that the world I'm leaving has people in it like you to help those in need. Please take this ridiculously large key and pillage whatever serves you from our vault. When you're ready to leave, there's a set of narrow stairs hidden behind my throne. That path should get you into familiar territory. Signed, Mumble, number five. <laughs> it really yeah. says that here. Mumble number five. P.S. Tibio can have any of my bones that he finds. <laughs> oh, that is so kind of him. He was so good. Mumble. Um, I'm sure he was a shining king in his day, too. Yes, I agree. Country gnomes, <laughs> take my bones. <laughs> Can we end it there? That's yeah, so that's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the episode gnomes, name, Country Gnomes, Take, take My, my Bones. bones. <laughs> oh, Out the cave. <laughs> to your home. That was to your home. <laughs> Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's here land, for some land, reason. Landing. Yeah. Mountain Vendorn. <laughs> Tildertown. <laughs>
demonetized. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Oh,